G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie continues his family series with some specific encouragement for women. Wives, you want to become a virtuous woman. And there's so little said about this in culture today. So much of the focus of all of the women's magazines that are out there are on your appearance. Don't make that your primary focus. Be the best version of you that you can be. This is the day when the lost are found. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps husbands and wives in particular to be the people God created them to be. It's good counsel from God's Word on how men and women can work together to enjoy more harmony in the home. It's a message called How to Get a New Husband from Pastor Greg's family series called Home Sweet Home. story about a guy that was walking down a beach here in Southern California and saw something shiny coming out of the sand. So he stooped down and reached down and picked it up and it was a lamp and he was rubbing off the sand and a genie appears. True story. (laughs) And the genie says, oh master, I will give you one wish. Whatever you want, I'll give it to you. The guy says, you know, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've heard it's beautiful. I've seen photos. I've seen film. But I have a fear of flying and I don't want to get in an airplane. So if you could build a bridge from California to Hawaii so I could drive over and see the islands, that would be awesome, Jeannie. That's my wish. And Jeannie says, what are you, crazy? Do you know how much work that is? How much expense is involved in building a bridge from California to Hawaii? The concrete alone would cost so much. There's no way I can do that. Wish for something else. The guy thinks about it for a moment. He says, well, you know what, Jeannie? I've never been able to understand women. And I especially don't understand my wife. So here's my wish, Jeannie. From this point forward, I want to be able to understand women. Jeannie says, back to the bridge. Two lanes are four. (laughs) You know, despite 42 years of marriage, I can't say that I understand women. I think in general for guys, Girls are a mystery to us, but here's what I've also found. Sometimes girls are a mystery to girls, okay? But I know someone who does understand you very well, and that's God Himself who created you. So let's see what the Scripture has to say about the role of the woman and specifically the wife in marriage. First Peter 3, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way, for this particular portion. Wives, 
Likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, even those who refuse to accept the good news. Your godly lies will speak to them better than any words. They'll be won over by watching your pure godly behavior. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should be known for the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. We'll stop there. So what do we learn here about getting a new husband? Point number one, be the best version of you that you can be. Be the best version of you that you can be. Now first and foremost for a girl, you want to be godly. You want to become a virtuous woman. I hope you've read Proverbs 31, but if you haven't, go read that later. And it tells you all about what a woman of virtue looks like. So the word virtuous is a word that actually means purity, strength, force, and value. It doesn't mean weakness. It means purity, strength, force, and value. It speaks of a balanced woman who is strong in every way. She is a woman that is beautiful on the outside and also on the inside. And there's so little said about this in culture today. So much of the focus of all of the women's magazines that are out there are on your appearance. How to lose X amount of pounds by summer. How to have better sex. Uh, you know, it's all in the outward. When is the last time in the cover of Cosmo or some other women's magazine you read this headline? How to be a godly girl. An in-depth look at Proverbs 31. Never, er, er. <laughs> and you never will see it. Because that's not the focus of culture today. It's all in the way that you look. And as, as age kicks in, uh, some girls are frustrated by the fact that they don't look the way they used to look. And so they're a little bit concerned, a little bit worried about that. The pull of gravity is kicking in and maybe your striking beauty is no longer there. But here's the thing. If you concentrate on being a beautiful woman on the inside as well as the outside, you'll be more attractive with the passing of years, not less so. There's something very special about a godly girl. And that is why I think many times non-believers uh, are attracted to Christian women because they don't find those values in the other girls out there. So they come to the Christian woman. They see that virtue. They see that quality. And they want that quality. But of course, girls, just a little word of advice. Don't ever hook up with an ungodly man. When you're looking for a guy, if you're single, uh, you want to find one that loves the Lord. And if you're already married to a guy that isn't as godly as you want him to be, we'll find out what you should do in this message right here. But the godly woman focuses primarily on the internal but does not forget the external. Let me say that again. The godly woman focuses on the internal, the spiritual, but does not forget about the external, the, the physical. And it's interesting, the word that is used here in verse three, let your adornment not be merely outward. The word adorning is from the Greek word cosmos. We get our word cosmetic from it. Don't focus primarily on cosmetics. It doesn't say don't use them at all. Uh, you know, sometimes the question is asked, should a Christian girl wear makeup? Simple answer. If a house needs painting, hey, <laughs> paint it. So this is not a put down of outward beauty. This is not a, a criticism of doing everything you can to be attractive. It's saying 
Don't make that your primary focus. Actually, as you look in Scripture, you'll find the Bible does not forbid women to look attractive. It even encourages it. The bride of Solomon's in Song of Solomon, uh, chapter one, verse 10, is described as a woman of beauty that wears beautiful clothing. The same is said in Proverbs 31, 22, of the virtuous woman. God is not condemning a woman for dressing herself attractively. The criticism is being preoccupied with it. The criticism is don't only think about that, but we can go too far on either side, right? We can be all about the spiritual and neglect the outward, or we can be all about the outward and neglect the inward. We need to find the balance that is given to us in Scripture. Be the best version of you that you can be. Be as attractive as you can be. Don't think it's unspiritual to be concerned about weighing too much or being out of shape or neglecting yourself. That's not an unspiritual thing at all. In fact, Scripture tells us that bodily exercise is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for the present life and the life to come. Yeah, it's of some value. It doesn't say it's of no value. So you want to find that right balance. For joining us today, you're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And today, he's bringing some practical encouragement to Christian wives, as well as husbands, in a message called, How to Get a New Husband. Let's continue. Number two, respect your man. Respect your man, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> that is what he needs from thee, Okay. Look at verse one, now I'm speaking, uh, reading from New King James. Likewise, wives, be submissive to your own husbands, and if even some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives while they observe your chaste and respectful, respectful conduct accompanied by fear, or a better word would be respect. You must respect your husband. Ephesians 5.33 says, let each one of you men in particular love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Ladies, do you respect your husband? Listen to this. Wives need love and husbands need respect. That's not to say that husbands don't need love and wives don't need respect, but it is to say Scripture very specifically says to wives, respect your husband and very specifically says to husbands, love your wives. So I think we should pay attention to that. You know, guys are pretty low maintenance when it's all said and done. Uh, I know this from my own wife who raised two boys and others that have raised boys and girls. I'll always say, boys are so much easier to raise than girls. Which brings me to my point, even girls don't understand girls, <laughs> right? Boys are kind of what you see is what you get. And uh, guys don't need as much as you may think. Here's one thing a guy needs from you, respect. See, if a guy comes home from work and he's exhausted and you tell him all the things he needs to do and tell him all the things he's doing wrong and tell him how he's not measuring up, this can be harmful because you need to balance it with respect and you don't have to do it every day, but every once in a while, throw the guy a bone and just say, honey, I don't know if I've said this to you lately, but I love you and I so respect you as a man, as a husband, and as a father, and I admire you. Wow, you just got like days, maybe weeks of chores right there. <laughs> Boom! 
with a nagging would never accomplish, that little compliment will help you in more ways than you would ever realize. Husbands love your wives. Wives respect your husband. Here's the problem. When a husband feels disrespected, he has a natural tendency to react in ways that seem unloving to the wife. And when a wife feels unloved, she has a tendency to react in ways that feel disrespectful to her husband. So here's what you need to do. Just do your part. As I said before, read your own mail. Don't quote verses to your husband about what he's supposed to do. Guys, don't quote verses to your wife about what she's supposed to do. Read the verses directed at you and do your part. Stop reading each other's mail. Don't wait until you feel love. Do loving things. Don't wait until you feel respect. Show it in your actions. I heard about a woman that uh, didn't want to be married anymore. She hated her husband. So she went down to see a, a divorce attorney. Said, now listen, I, I want to divorce him, but I don't want to just divorce him. I want to hurt him. I want to devastate him. And I want you to help me know how to do that. And the attorney said, hmm, I have an idea. How about this? For the next three months, I want you to tell your husband how much you love him. And tell him how much you respect him. And smother him with compliments. And just tell him about all the great things you see in him. Do it for three months. And he'll be so built up and so encouraged. And then just drop it on him. I'm divorcing you. It'll hit him like a bombshell. She says, <laughs> evil laugh. <laughs> I like that. And that's what she did for three months. Complimented him. Smothered him with affection. Told him how much she respected him. And now the three months are up. The attorney kept it on his calendar. He gave her a call. Okay, it's time to file for the divorce. She said, divorce? What are you talking about? We're going on our second honeymoon. <laughs> what did she do? She just honored a simple biblical principle by respecting her husband. Point number three. Submit to the leadership of your husband. Submit to the leadership of your husband. First Peter 3, uh, 1 to 2, wives, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives while they observe your chaste and respectful conduct accompanied by fear. Now, let's be honest. Nobody wants to submit to anyone in culture today. We're in a narcissistic, me-first culture, and we don't like the idea of submitting ourselves to any form of authority. So when we come to the Bible and read this word, we don't like it. But let's understand something. We're all called to submit to God, right? Submit to God, the Bible says. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And then also in the marriage, husbands and wives are both called to submit to each other. In an earlier message in this series, I pointed out in Ephesians 5 how it says, submit one to another and the reverence of God. So before a word is said to the wife about her submission to the husband, we're told that both husband and wife should submit to one another. What does that mean? It means that you rank yourself under. It's a military term, meaning that someone ranks over you. So the husband says, I'm gonna submit to her. I'm gonna support her. I'm gonna get underneath her and hold her up. She says the same thing for him. So first it starts with submission to God and then mutual submission to one another. But now there's a specific place for the roles of the man and the woman in the marriage. Now, this is not in any way to suggest that a man is superior and a woman is inferior. It is to say, rather, they belong to each other. 
Therefore, when God calls a woman to submit to the leadership of the man, he's not saying she's any less than a man because she isn't. Showing men of equal, men and women have equal standing before God, Paul writes in Galatians 3.28, in Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, listen, male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. So though there is no difference between men and women in the nature of their salvation and standing with God, there is a structure of authority that God has set in the marriage. 1 Corinthians 11.3 sums it up perfectly. Paul writes, I want you to know that head of every man is Christ, and the head of a woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. <laughs> now let's understand what this verse means, and I think we'll get the bigger picture of how this all works. Notice it says the head of Christ is God. Now let's think for a moment about the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? They're co-equal and they're co-eternal. The Father is not any more God than the Son is, and the Son is not more God or more of a deity than the Spirit is. They're all God, they're all part of the Godhead, they all are deity, but yet they have separate functions and roles. And Scripture teaches that God the Father is the head of Christ. Though Jesus was God when He walked this earth, He submitted to the will of the Father, didn't He? He lowered Himself. In fact, Philippians says he laid aside his rights and privileges or emptied himself from the Greek word kenosis, the emptying. So he put the will of the Father even above the will of his own. Does that mean Jesus was less than the Father? No, they're equal. But it means that he took a different role for he himself said, I and the Father are one. So the relationship structure of Christ to God the Father is the same with marriage. Though the husband and wife are equal in their standing before God, in order for the family to function in harmony, the woman, with no loss of dignity, takes a place of submission to the headship of the husband. The husband models the way God loves the church. The wife models the way the church loves God. The husband has the God-given responsibility to provide for, protect, and lead, just as the Lord does the church, and the wife is to submit graciously to the servant leadership the husband provides just as the church submits willingly to the headship of Christ. Now listen, any husband with half a brain will listen to his wife. I can't think of a decision I've made in our marriage of 42 years where I've not consulted my wife Kathy. What do you think of this? And I get her input. And there are many times when I think I want to go a certain way She'll say one thing, I'll say, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll do it your way. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I'll walk away and say, no, I'm gonna do it my way. And then I'll think about it, yeah, she's right. I'll go back, you're right. No, I think your idea is better. Then there are times I'll say, no, we need to do this, and it turns out I'm right. <laughs> and there are times I say, we need to do this, and it turns out I'm wrong. You know, see, it works in many ways, but the point is, there has to be some kind of a structure. But if you're smart, guys, you'll listen to your wife of the woman of virtue in Proverbs 31, it says that her husband has full confidence in her. He lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Pastor Greg Laurie with some great encouragement today for Christian wives in a message called How to Get a New Husband. 
It's from his family series, Home Sweet Home. Well, next time, Pastor Greg's own wife will join him as they discuss the Bible's encouragement for Christian wives and mothers. Join us for more on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Get a New Husband. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-005011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.